Welcome to Capsule's Convergence and Collaboration podcast series, which will feature interviews, discussions, and insights into the potential and promise of medical device information system technology. In our world of medical device integration, often discrete realms find themselves on an accelerating path to convergence, to creating new integrated technology and data domains. In this emerging environment, healthcare professionals expect unparalleled access to data and content. Never before have we seen these kinds of opportunities and challenges to improve and create solutions in a world of intelligent new devices and technologies. The question then is how do we, as healthcare practitioners and providers of information technology, choose to innovate, to connect, to integrate, to converge technology and data and collaborate for the betterment of patient care. In today's episode, we explore the positive impact medical device data can have on clinical workflow. Host Sue Niemeyer, Capsule's Chief Nursing Officer, speaks with Amy Hester, Director of Nursing Research and Innovation at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences, to discuss the requirements for deploying device integration within a hospital's different care units, as well as the expected and surprising benefits for the entire healthcare organization. Well, we're here this afternoon and um, we're speaking with Amy Hester, who is University of Arkansas Medical Sciences Medical Center. And a little bit about Amy is, Amy is a nurse of over 20 years experience. You're board certified in med surg. You're also a clinical specialist in neurosciences. You're a doctoral candidate just around the corner. And you actually hold the role of the director of clinical informatics at University of Arkansas Medical Sciences. And so can you like help share with us um, a little bit about University of Arkansas? Sure, so we're a little over 500 beds. We're an academic medical center. We're the state's only level one trauma center. We have a very large 64 bed level three NICU. Mm -hmm. Pretty large OR, it has 24 rooms that operate right now. Large ED of course, Mm -hmm. and um, that's about it. Now, you had device integration in the past. Can you talk a little bit about that and then your vision to move forward with device integration with Capsule? Sure. So we did have device integration prior to our Epic Go Live in May of 2014. Mm-hmm. Back then, we were on the Sunrise Allscripts EMR platform. We were doing device integration just in our ICUs with the Philips monitoring platform. Um, we were doing that with really limited success. We were having lots of downtimes. Staff really wasn't trusting it. When the nurse would notice that there was a downtime, there wasn't any cue to let the nurse know that device integration's not working, and it would just be a somebody figured out that their data wasn't going that way. So it could be several, you know, 30 minutes to an, over an hour before someone noticed that information wasn't going through. And so when the nurse would pick up the phone to call IT and say we have a problem, IT would say, well, that's clinical engineering's problem. Clinical engineering would say, well, that's IT's problem. And so the nurse was left there trying to take care of the patient the best they could knowing that their devices weren't integrated and so even though we had device integration available there were a lot of staff that elected not to use that device integration capability but just because they didn't trust it and so moving forward we wanted of course a more reliable platform we wanted a more reliable infrastructure internally that would allow the nurse a one call option to get help if something was down Mm -hmm. we wanted the nurse to know immediately if device integration wasn't working 
how do I know that device integration wasn't working? How do I figure that out? And so we wanted a solution that was going to notify the clinician that something was wrong somewhere in the system so that we would know right away. And then, of course, we wanted it more... We wanted it to touch as many patients as possible, so we knew we wanted device integration beyond our ICUs and into our med surge areas, which are almost 70% of our total population at UAMS. And so, for us, we wanted the most patients possible and the most reliable system possible, and we wanted a system that our staff would trust so that they would use it. So it was a solution you wanted up 100% of the time and be able to integrate various devices in various care units, That's sounds exactly like. Right, right. So, and if it wasn't 100% of the time, how do we identify that? Because we know, we know the systems fail at some point, and so how do we readily identify that so that we can make sure that we're keeping that data safe and that was another problem that we had was when we when our device integration went down it just went down and so um, we wanted a solution that would cache our data for us if we wanted it to so that we could you know reboot that data into the system once the system came back up. Now share with us a little bit about the the footprint of device integration by capsule at University of Arkansas. So really it's everywhere that an inpatient is served we have device integration in that area and so we have it in our med surge areas of course we have it in ICU, we have it in all of our ORs, we have it in our neonatal ICU, and then we have it in our emergency department. Okay. So tell me more about med search because I often see device integration is an easy fit in critical care in the OR, but med search is sometimes more challenging to kind of talk and convince customers to, you know, move forward in. But it seemed to be very easy at your facility. Why? I think there were a lot of reasons for that. I'm a med surge nurse by background, and so I know how sick patients are. Just because they're not in ICU doesn't mean that they're not very sick and don't require a lot of care. Our ratios are continuing to go up and up, our nurse-to-patient ratios, and patients are just continuing to get sicker. And in many institutions, ours included, that progressive level care that's not quite intensive care but not quite med surge is really becoming decentralized out into our med surge areas. And that was something that happened for us at the same time that we did device integration was we decentralized our progressive of care and so another unique piece about us is we do a lot of oncology care and so we do a lot of chemotherapy and blood product administration and so there's a lot of vital signs monitoring parameter protocols that go along with that and so just because the patient's not in ICU they're still getting Q15 minute or Q1 hour vital signs and so the work is very very busy out there and so we wanted to be able to have a solution that would benefit that really busy workflow but knowing that those patients are just as busy and difficult to take care of, especially given their ratios, as someone who's in the ICU. And certainly, that clinical data that you're putting in there has no less value than for someone who's in an ICU. Right. That med surge area where the unsung clinicians work, because they are so demanding, higher acuity patients, shorter length of stay, etc. Right. Now, what are the types of benefits that you've realized in med surge using device integration? Gosh, we've had a lot of benefits in med surge. Um, Of course, we have real-time access to point-of-care testing and and vital signs collection that happens right at the bedside. We used to not have that at all. The tech would go and collect 10 or 15 sets of vital signs and then put it in their pocket 
pocket, and then they would get to the end of the shift, they'd write their bottles down for the entire shift, right. you know, and so a lot of times by the time bottles made it into the record, they could be six or seven hours old, right. and so there was an opportunity for clinicians to have real-time access to real-time data, and so device integration gives us that in the med surge areas. We're able to have real-time access to real-time data so that we can make real-time care and treatment decisions right. on patients that continue to, to be really sick out on those med surge areas. Sure. And so physicians can log in from anywhere they want, APRNs can log in from anywhere they want and see that data in real time. They don't have to come to the floor and talk to the tech or they don't have to call to the floor and talk to the tech and say, hey, how's it going? I don't see any vital signs that sure. are going in. The other piece of device integration, kind of return on investment is it really bridged the gap from the human technology interface for us, especially with our older staff. And so we have right. a pretty large component of our unlicensed and licensed staff that are in their late 60s, early 70s that really wow. felt like they were going to be leaving when we did our Epic Go Live oh, back in May. Right. And so what device integration did for us is it really bridged that gap. And so the, the solution that Capsule offers is a touchscreen solution. And so our almost everybody knows how to deal with a smartphone, right? So it really right. is the, the intuitiveness of using those devices out in MedSurge was really already there, even for our older staff. And so they really were, the intimidation factor was really taken away from them. Right. So retention of staff, turnover, improvement, reten the ability to actually uh, retain kind of new and and attract new staff also to those nursing units was seemed to be uh, appealing right absolutely so you know a lot of younger nurses and younger techs they want to go where the technology is they want to go they they need oh, that absolutely. cool factor right and so having device integration there having that touchscreen technology having that added layer of yeah. technology just there at the bedside for them to learn to manipulate and work through really attracts a oh, subset sure. that we've had trouble attracting in med search for a long time right now uh, how about capital costs were there changes in capital costs purchasing more equipment less equipment or did it stay the same? So it stayed the same in that we had several different kinds of vitals platforms. Uh, probably, I think the most one unit had was four different kinds of vital science mm -hmm. machine on any given unit. The great thing about Capsule is it can sit on top of any vital science platform. As long as there's discrete data output coming from that vitals machine, Capsule can capture that. Right. And so we were able to, to take all of our existing hardware that we used, we didn't have to buy new vital science machines to make this work. It was it was really, the capsule solution really sat on top of what we already had. Okay, good. Now, I know you sent a survey out after you went live six months. What was the type of feedback that you got from your clinical staff, nurses, physicians, techs, and the like? Right. We did send a qualitative survey out. It's really important for us to measure staff perceptions of device integration and how they felt about device integration because device integration had not been a successful endeavor for us in the past. Sure. And so we really wanted to know what do our ICU nurses and, and unlicensed staff think about device integration oh, today? Sure. Because they lived in a world where device integration wasn't such a positive thing. And then of course our med surge nurses, they, you know, they had never had that before. And so it was a real carrot for them in, in the Epic Go Live. It was really, there's a lot of convenience that's built into device integration for right. the clinician. 
but it was important for us to make sure that staff felt like device integration was a safe method of documentation. Over 90% of staff surveyed said that they thought it was safe. We wanted them to think it was an effective way to document, and over 90% said that it was effective. And we wanted them to feel like it was efficient. And so over 85% of staff preferred documenting through device integration than of the manual process of getting into the EMR and putting in things one by one. And so really those big three concepts, safety, efficiency, and effectiveness, were really our big three concepts that we wanted to go for. Okay. And then the other thing that we were looking for is one of the things that you can't always measure but you hope is happening as an administrator is that when you layer these technologies and resources for your staff, that it's giving them more time to spend with the patient. And so we had some open-ended questions on that survey, and we had about 30 responses that really reflected that staff perceived that device integration gave them more opportunity to spend higher quality time with their patients. Good. So that was a real win for us on the back end of that survey. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, what's next on the horizon related to device integration? Next on the horizon is continuing to touch more patients, as many as possible, right? That's one of our sort of credos with device integration is touch as many patients as possible. And so we have some large infusion centers at UAMS, and so one of those infusion centers sees over 200 patients a day, seven days a week. And so you can imagine all the chemo and blood products that go through there, all the bottles that are collected as a matter of the protocols that happen along with that. And so just the the ROI for device integration in a setting like that is really a no-brainer. And so um, that's our next frontier for device integration at UAMS are those infusion centers and continuing to think outside the box and how do we continue to individualize the device integration platform where we have it today. Um, And so that's definitely an option. Your device integration is not a cookie cutter solution for your entire organization through Capsule. Capsule really allows you to customize that solution based on your patient population. And so we now know that our device integration profiles need to look a little bit different for oncology, a little bit different for surgery, a little bit different for the ED. And so we're customizing that now. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming in today and talking with me about your experience with device integration. And again, I'm thrilled to have this conversation. Yes, me too. And thank you all for all you've done for us. Great. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Convergence and Collaboration Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed it. We value your feedback and suggestions for future podcast topics. So please let us know. Until next time, continue to have the courage and creativity to collaborate.